What makes a dream that you have for your life healthy? Well, this week we talk about the four pillars that every dream must be built on in order to flourish. Welcome to Dreamers and Disciples today. I'm your host, Wade Joy. And I want you to think about a dream that is currently in your heart, a dream that you're working towards right now. Get it in your mind. It might even be the one that scares you and you're afraid to even dream about it at all, or the one you've been praying about and feel like it's time to finally step into. You might've just started taking the first few steps of your dream. And whether it's going great or you're struggling, it's still in its infancy. Now, this dream could be about anything, your family, your church, your community, your career or business, your ministry, a way to serve the people around you. Maybe it's how you want to position your life to be more generous or the experiences you want you and your children to have. Okay, do you have one in your mind? I asked some people on Instagram what their dreams were recently, and here's some of the answers I received. Julie is dreaming about going back to college at 41 to study theology. Josh is dreaming about releasing more music and writing his first book. Amber is dreaming about launching a photography masterclass. John is wanting to start a consistent prayer room at his church. And Tyler is dreaming about being a great husband and father one day. And those are just a few of the ones that people sent in, and they all sound amazing. So how do you know when to step into or launch these dreams? Now, to help you answer that question, and before we get to the four pillars of a healthy dream, that's the focus of today's episode, I want to give you a free prayer guide for all my dreamers. It's called Discover God's Dream for Your Life, 10 Questions to Clarify Where God is Leading and How to Take the Next Step. You can download that for free at wadejoy.com forward slash 10 questions, or just check out the link in the description of this video or the show notes. Okay. With your dream in mind, let's talk about the four pillars to build your dream to ensure it's healthy as a follower of Jesus. And this is important because I feel like we've been taught two different extremes as Christians. One extreme is you are taught that all dreaming is bad. So why bother dreaming? Because as a Christian, it doesn't even matter what you want. Now, the other extreme is that God will make all your dreams come true and give you everything you want. And neither extreme is biblical. In fact, I wrote a book all about this, which you can pre-order in the show notes, but let me just say this here. God wants you to dream, but he wants you to dream the way a disciple dreams with open hands of surrender. So we have to learn to live in the tension of living as a dreamer and a disciple. It's what this whole podcast is about. The tension of trusting God in our disappointments and still being full of expectation. So with that as our foundation, here are the four pillars that we're going to explore briefly today. A healthy dream honors God, helps others, is held loosely, and is hard work. Now, first of all, let me thank everyone who subscribes to this podcast. In fact, I'd love it right now if you would go ahead and share this episode with somebody that you think needs to hear this. They've been wondering how to actually dream in a healthy way as a disciple, and this might be the episode that brings some clarity in their life. So go ahead and share that, and thank you for doing that.
Now here is the first pillar of a healthy dream. Number one, a healthy dream is meant to honor God. Now, I know some of you are already thinking to yourself, I know my dream is supposed to honor God. That's such a churchy answer. But my question back to you is, do you really understand what it means to honor God with your dream? Because it's not just saying, God, this is for you and I'll try to do some good things if you make this happen. No, a dream honors God when it aligns with the purpose he created us for and then multiplies the gifts and experiences he's given you. So it doesn't honor God to shrink back and hide your gifts or to sit on something he's given you. It honors God when you actually use his gifts. So the question then becomes, how do you use those gifts? And this is where we have to remember that your dream is not your purpose. Your dream is not your calling. Your gift is not your calling. They are but one vehicle and one way you can live out your purpose as an image bearer of God and a follower of Jesus. So you are called to love God and love others, to be a witness to the saving power of Jesus. You are called to make disciples, to create beauty that points to who God is, to align with the priorities of the kingdom of God, to love others well. And there are multiple ways you can use your gifts to accomplish that purpose. There are multiple ways your dream can accomplish that purpose. See, the important thing though, is you actually use your gifts. So your dream should align with your identity as a redeemed child of God, and then also align with your unique strengths, experiences, and even weaknesses. You are part of a kingdom, so your dream must further the purposes of the king. That means you must know him. You must know what his heart loves and wants and desires. That's why we talk so much on this podcast about abiding. It's recentering our hearts back to the heart of God. Only then can we make sure our dream is aligned with God's heart as well. So ask yourself, what are you doing with what God has given you? Use that. Do something with it. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So what you have can be used for God's glory. You might be living in your dream right now and you don't even recognize it. All right, number two, a healthy dream exists to help others. You are not meant to be the center of your dream. If your purpose is to love God and love others, then your dream must also reflect that love for others if it's gonna be healthy in the long haul at all. That doesn't mean you don't love the dream as well. Remember, your dream should align with how God created you, what makes you come alive. You should have a passion for it, but it can't be about building your own kingdom. Your dream has to primarily be about serving others, meeting a need that benefits someone else, that benefits your spouse, your kids, your friends, your community, your church, your nation, your world. And the model of that life is Jesus because serving wasn't just something that Jesus did. Being a servant was firmly in his identity as the son of God. It's who he was and is. See, Philippians chapter two, three through eight says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself 
by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus is our model. Ask yourself, is the why behind your dream staring back at you in the mirror or is it found in the people you see once you look beyond yourself? Your dream will only flourish in a healthy way if it helps others flourish. One of my favorite things Pastor Stephen ever said to me at Elevation that I've quoted countless times is, mature ministry is being more excited about what God does through others than what he does through you. So let me put my own spin on that right now. Mature dreaming focuses on helping others flourish, and in doing so, you find your own soul flourishes. So right now, define who benefits from your dream. How will it help them? Is there a way you can start serving this community or this person now before it's celebrated by others or successful in other people's eyes? See, I've had to pray through who God has called me to help in this season. And I want to help you dream again and get your joy back as you embrace a life of abiding in Jesus. That is my mission right now. What is yours? Number three, a healthy dream does not control you when held loosely. When I used to dream about writing songs, I had no idea that years later, that dream would turn into writing sermons, which would years later turn into writing a book, which would then turn into writing podcast episodes and YouTube videos. But none of that would have happened if I just held on to my dream of writing songs and thought that that was all God wanted to do through me. Because dreams suffocate when held too tightly. They must be surrendered. They must be released and allowed to change, to grow, or to become something new. And that means you have to be willing to let them die. This podcast is called Dreamers and Disciples because as Christians, we're called to dream differently than the world. The world says your dream is about you. The world says your dream is about making you appear extraordinary or feel special. The world says your dream is your purpose and meaning in life, so it has to happen. But God wants us to dream with open hands, to move from striving to make your dreams happen at all costs to instead surrendering your dream and your life no matter the cost. So we have to learn to hold our dreams loosely in a posture of surrender because your dream may be from God for you, but honestly, it may not be. So you have to find a way to live in a dream without living for a dream. You have to walk in it without worshiping it. Because newsflash, in case you didn't know, you don't control what tomorrow holds. You don't know what is gonna happen in your life. Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And then James 4, 13 through 15 says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Now, this doesn't mean you stop dreaming. It just means you don't put your trust or identity in your dream. Your trust and identity remains firmly in God. He is your solid rock and foundation. So do your best to discern what God put in your heart to do and then take one step, doing your best, but remain willing to be redirected as God leads you. All right, finally, number four, a healthy dream grows through hard work. Proverbs 13, four says, the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Now, most people think they have a dream, but are doing nothing to bring the dream to life. And that's not a dream, that's a daydream. 
It's imagining what you could do, what you ought to do, why someone else should do it. But all that time is wasted while you actually do nothing. And then you blame God or other people when it doesn't happen. Let me be even stronger. James says in James 4, 17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. God has given you a unique set of circumstances and abilities and placed you around specific people to do good in his name. Do not waste that moment. Do not waste that opportunity. That means you're going to have to get to work though. Yes, you pray. Yes, you seek God. But often we say we are waiting on wisdom, yet we're really unwilling to put in the work to walk in what God has already told us to do or the good that we know we have the power and the opportunity to do. So what's in your hands? What's right before you? Do that if you're moving in the direction of obedience to Jesus. Now, anything that truly matters in life requires a level of sacrifice and effort. You don't want it to come too easily. That's a biblical principle, actually. Proverbs 20, 21, I know we're quoting a lot of Proverbs today, but they're so important. It says, an inheritance claim too soon will not be blessed at the end. On a recent podcast by Andrew Huberman, he talks about the science behind how healthy dopamine levels are associated with what we work for requiring effort, that when we get something that we want too easily, the satisfaction is fleeting and harder to come by. Again, it actually means more when you work for it. Now, this doesn't mean you embrace hustle culture or grind all the time. You need rest, but you can work hard with your hands while your heart and your soul is at rest in God because you're abiding and walking in alignment with God's purposes. This is where the healthy rhythms of Sabbath and prayer and solitude that we talk about on this show come in and why it's so important to keep our soul and our heart in a posture of abiding and rest in Jesus so that we can work hard and find joy in the process. Now, let me recap these four pillars. A healthy dream honors God, helps others, is held loosely, and is hard work. Now, let me know in the comments which one God spoke to you about or what you're going to do in response. I'd love to hear about it. And thanks again for everyone who's listened or you're watching on YouTube. And if you subscribe, that means the world to me. And it also means you'll never miss an episode. So thanks again for joining us this week on Dreamers and Disciples. Share the episode because you never know how you can help unlock the dream God has put in someone's heart. We'll see you back here next week.